I'm Arlene McIntyre, Creative Director at Ventura Design, and you are listening to Shut the Front Door, a lighthearted podcast that will bring you through the front door and into the homes of influential and interesting people. Home for me is one of the most important things in my life. My career has fortunately given me the opportunity to work closely with people and to help them create a home they will cherish forever. From starting her public career in 2011 on reality TV show Made in Chelsea, to currently preparing for the birth of her daughter with husband Hugo Taylor, Millie feels like she is really only coming home now and living in the happiest time of her life. Thank you very much, Millie. Thank you for inviting me. And we're sitting here in your absolutely gorgeous, cosy new nursery. It is actually just heaven to sit in here and just find it relaxing and enjoy it, having a moment of peace in here, knowing that it won't always be like that, but it's just such a happy space. And it seems like the perfect place for us to just sit on this gorgeous day bed and just chill and just soak. So it's got such a happy feeling in here, it really does. It is, it's such a good vibe. Really, and it's super cozy, like you could just have a nap in here. Oh, it's my favorite room. Yeah, for sure. I'm obsessed with the wallpaper. Oh, it's beautiful. I, I mean, ev- I mean, I think even for adults, nurseries really need to kind of tap into relaxing you as well. Definitely, as the baby, the baby picks up on that for sure. So I wanted to chat to you about your little girl that's on the way and how you're feeling, and how your pregnancy is going in general. Like, how are you doing? Well, I'm I'm doing okay. I'm having. I think I'm having quite a good day today. It's you know every day is different. Um, the pregnancy. It's been, you know, it's been good. Like, it's, it's amazing, but also it's difficult. It's challenging. Sure. I haven't found it easy, but, you know, I'm super grateful that she's healthy. I've had a healthy pregnancy. And, you know, that is, like, the main thing. But um, I found it... I think I, I romanticised it a bit in my head before. I just thought, I'm just going to love being pregnant. Like, yeah. Like, I'm gonna, it's going to be so cute to have a bump. And I didn't really think about, you know how hard it would be yeah shortness of breath (laughs) i get out of breath just literally just talking let alone actually climbing the stairs or going for a walk i know um and it's you know now i'm in my third trimester it is definitely getting more and more uncomfortable harder to sleep yeah um you know i'm limited with what i can do exercise wise and Mm. i love being active so that's kind of a bit frustrating i've had this pelvic pain you know the hormones have been crazy yeah. the cravings um and just the tiredness it's just definitely like i've never felt so tired in my life and how is hugo doing with everything is he hugo's been great he's um very understanding yeah as understanding as as he can be considering it's not going on in his body <laughs> so he really tries and he you know gives me a foot rub in the evenings oh, and bliss uh, yeah, so he and he's kind of like he'll do more around the house and things to like help me out. It's a great excuse. They have it to, is. they just have to kick in yeah, housework. They just, yeah, uh, yeah, just milk it. He does seem to really kind of appreciate what my, the work my body is doing, creating mm. this human. So Definitely. he's a kind of in awe of just like the miracle that's going on inside me, and like he can completely understand like why I'm like tired. And he's 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 good when I'm kind of if I'm if I need to have a moan, he'll listen or. You know, he's he found my first couple, the first couple of times I had a really hormonal, like kind of outbreak and would just cry. Like he really didn't know what to do, so I had to really just tell him, like, just to not overreact to it and just yeah. understand that nothing's wrong. Just it's be... just literally just the hormones. Yeah, 
but he found it hard to see me like see me cry mm. so now now he actually just kind of laughs at me <laughs> which actually kind of helps because he, he goes what's wrong and I'm like nothing <laughs> <laughs> but you're taking really good care of yourself like what's your daily I'm ritual I'm trying to I like I have a nice relaxing bath every evening with kind of nice relaxing like lavender bath oil and um, like bath salts and that's kind of like a really nice routine in the evening and I'm trying to do a kind of a face mask or two during the week just mm. just as nice like kind of pamper time mm-hmm. I'm finding that getting um like getting a blow dry just makes me feel so nice Big so time. if I get like maybe it sounds bad but like two a week and that like sees me through the week but often with work like I you know I need to have my head on and you're probably just very tired as well if you're working yeah. and it's just another job you so can that's just... one thing that just like makes yeah. me feel nice because I'm yeah. not doing any exercise that makes me kind of really sweat sure. like I can get away with just w- washing my hair twice in the week and then I found that actually just putting a bit of makeup on or even on days when I'm not working just makes me feel better whereas when I'm not pregnant I quite I, I'm happy not wearing any makeup and yeah. I, ju- I if my skin's like clear I feel pretty good like that I'm, I like I'm happy being natural but since being pregnant I really need to like I feel like I really need a boost yeah just something that it just makes you know you everything's changing so much Absolutely. with your body yeah and it's just a kind of a feeling of just feeling like me so taking that 15 minutes to just basically put a bit of slap on it's just the best it's all ahead of you the oh, best so moments excited. are ahead of you for sure and the hardest i'm sure and the hardest but you know what it, it just the, it, you don't even see it that way because it's just the best you'll just do anything for them and just go with it you know go with the flow every day is a new day and She's going to teach you something new and you're going to teach her something new and it's just one day at a time. It's a really special time. Oh, well, and I'm, and I'm so happy that I've got the house looking perfect and like ready for her arrival it and that's is. definitely making me feel very prepared and I feel very lucky that we've managed to get it done with a bit of time to go so I yeah. can now actually just really sit back and relax and enjoy, take a breath, take a breath yeah. rather than kind of rushing to do it in the last Absolutely. few weeks. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your childhood home. Okay, so my childhood home was an old vicarage um, in a um, tiny village in Wiltshire. And I want to say it was Georgian. It had big sash windows and a lovely big garden. And um, I'm trying to think what kind of style it was inside. Like kind of... Uh, it had like a kind of open plan, like kitchen dining. Mm-hmm. My mum's always always in the kitchen. Yeah. And it had a kind of like we had like a kids' playroom, and then my parents had a kind of more formal like sitting room that was kind of you know a no child zone with like had actually gorgeous pink sofas. Really. And kind of you know like quite formal curtains, and we were just like not meant to mess it up in there. The good room. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like the good room. Mm-hmm. And then. We kind of had like a, a gorgeous hall with like a big grandfather clock and a dark wooden floor. And like on Sundays we would like, my dad would like put the gramophone on and we would like dance in the hall, which is like, that's like Brilliant. one of my favourite memories of my parents. They would like swing dance and like me and my sister would like watch and like join in. Excellent. And you had your own bedroom or did you share a room with your um, sister? I had my own bedroom. And I don't know remember the theme. I remember having, I was really into like stars when I was little. So I had a kind of, I had blue blue walls with stars on them. I think that's the first time I remember having it. Yeah. Like when I could have a choice in it being decorated. So you always were clear about your style, even when you were young. Yeah. 
You knew what you wanted yeah. and what you liked. And... and then when I was a bit older, I, ha I, was, I had Matthew Williamson wallpaper. Oh, wow. And you could stick gems on it. OK. Um, and it was this gorgeous, like, blue and pink, like, paisley print. And then it had, like, pe peacock feathers, like, in, in the print. Did you ever have any, like, start. posters or pop stars or...? I was at boarding school, so I, I remember we had... Like, in my room at home, I actually just had a whole wall, which was, like, magazine tears. So I would st it was always, like, really? I was, like, mood boarding when I was, I don't know, like, ten. And what would be the tears of, like...? Oh, they would be of, like, fashion campaigns and... Really? Yeah. Wow, so you always had an interest... Yeah. ..from a really young age in fashion. Yeah, and I would just, like, find images that I loved and just, like, cut them out and stick them and just... I would just spend all day doing that. Wow. And then creating your look. And would you yeah. experiment with works, looks and your makeup and clothes and all, yes. all that sort of stuff, yeah, at home? Uh, definitely. I would, I would spend hours getting ready just to go into the local town with my mum to go to Waitrose. <laughs> because I was just a chance to, like, yeah. get my mum would be like, you're, you're not going, you're not coming dressed <laughs> like that. And I'd be like, my crop top and cargo pants or, I don't know, whatever outfit, yeah. like, I decided to... You wanted to express yourself. Yeah, and I started customising my clothes. And really? I remember having these jeans with, like, rips in and wearing, like, fishnet tights underneath <laughs> them. And actually, a few things that I've seen come back into fashion over the years. So I was like, maybe I was ahead of the times. Probably. I don't even know where I, where I got these ideas from. But when I was a child, we had a dressing-up box, like a lovely big wooden chest. My sister was obsessed with the rocking horse and I was obsessed with the dressing-up box. So she, we would take turns, like, I had to play with her on the horse and she had to play dress-up with me. That's so much fun. So I think from a young age, I was really into kind of into clothes and, and that, you know, that feeling of like transforming into someone else and and just playing it, being a different character in a different outfit. The theatre of it all. Yeah, sort of definitely like... the theatre of it all. Interesting. And then when did you move to London? When was your so big move to London? My parents moved to Bath when I was 16, okay. but I was at boarding school from... 10 till 18. So how did you make boarding school like your home? How did you make it feel like your safe place? You know the way everybody's home is yeah. a safe place. So in boarding school, what was I that think, like? I can't say I particularly had it developed at that stage, like a kind of yeah. interior style that I would take with me from school to school. But, like but a it blanket. might be something simple, like, yeah, you had, like, even just, like, your bedding. Exactly. You know, I like it when I, I would have, like, Kath Kitson bedding when I was a bit younger. Like, I used to really love those prints, and that was kind mm. of... I mean, they were pop, it was popular with all the girls, yeah. but I would, you know, have... I just remember that being... That's definitely a distinctive memory. But, I mean, yeah, when you was younger, you'd have your own teddies and things like that, and then obviously you get older, and it's yeah. maybe, like... You're not bringing the teddies to boarding school. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then... And then I moved to London when I was 18... Okay, and what was that like? Where did you live? Uh, we live. I lived um, in Fulham. Okay. And I shared a house with three other girls, and it was fun. I was kind of. I've, I've been going up to London since I was kind of fourteen, as often as I could on the weekends, to get up to no good. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, from like you know sixteen, we were going clubbing, and it was just a fun place to be. Totally. So by the time I, so when I was eighteen, you know, it was like we were definitely kind of in the. Going out, partying and dancing and yeah, and having fun. Yeah, totally. And so that was your first home with your friends in London? Yeah, it was the so first one. So did you, like, share a home with your friends? Like, a, yeah. did you have your own room or did you yeah, share we a had, room with yeah, somebody? Yeah, I, I had my own room. Okay. But I think, yeah, my interior <laughs> style's definitely come a long way. Yeah. And I've, I've, 
but yeah, I've lived in London for like 12 years. So some of the places I've lived, I like laugh when I look back, like I've had a room which literally was so small. It was just the bed, you know, and like you literally, that was just the, that was all that was in the room, like a double bed. And there was like a tiny bit of room around the outside of the bed where you could just literally put your feet. <laughs> where like was your sliding clothes? door? And that, yeah, I had the most tiny wardrobe. I mean, I don't know how I did it. Exactly. I mean, when you think about your wardrobe now, how yeah. did you survive? Well, it has to be a room. <laughs> My wardrobe is like a room. Exactly. So um, sometimes, yeah, I remind myself of that and it's quite funny. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, Millie, about your favourite place in your new home, in this home. Where do you feel is your absolute favourite place? You know, it's hard because I love, I love spending time in the kitchen. I, I really love the bedroom. You know, it's absolutely gorgeous and it's so relaxing in there but I have to say my favorite room is the nursery it just has such good vibes in here I think it's a really like a combination of the the different like fabrics and textures and colors but really what really makes it for me is this gorgeous wallpaper mural yeah it's so gorgeous it's just like I love the like washed out effect mm. it's like almost like a watercolor it's like an illustration yeah um, and it just has got this kind of soft, pastel colours in it. But I think for me, green, like looking at trees and nature, and I love these big palm trees, is something that makes me feel very happy. It's like it's sun-bleached nearly. Yes. It looks like a vintage sort of piece of, I don't know, like it looks like a wall mural, an actual hand yeah. painting. But I think, you know, just coming in here and, and you know, imagining being in here once, like, our baby girl is here, is such an exciting, happy thought. Yeah. And has Instagram been really helpful for you during your pregnancy? Have you had a lot of support? I've, yeah, I've found Instagram, I've had a lot of support on Instagram. I think um, for me, I've, I've found it people being incredibly supportive and I've been quite open and maybe a bit more mm -hmm. open than I had been previously. So I found suddenly, okay, this is what I'm going through. I can either pull back and keep really to myself or I can be open and be honest about what I'm going through which was a bit scary to do at the start. But um, once I reached out and kind of said, hey, I'm actually finding this really difficult, I'm really anxious and I'm really struggling. And I had such an overwhelming amount of comments and responses from people. And I just thought, wow, like it definitely, you know, it felt like a really lovely community of people and other mums and people that have been through it and just giving their advice. Yeah, because you've had absolute massive success. Uh, through Instagram and people come I mean, to yeah, you really the, for inspiration as well. It, you know, it's it's a, the main part of my, of my business mm. is is Instagram. But I have also struggled with it during pregnancy, just being more tired, being mm. you f finding mm. it hard to feel creative, um, and finding the pressure to create these amazing quality images and content all the time, mm -hmm. which which takes up energy. You know, you need Definitely. to be feeling kind of creative and. Mm -hmm. Takes up, you need to, you know, it takes up energy and effort to create that kind of content. And when a lot of the people I follow, their content is just constantly evolving and getting better and having, you know, they've got new ideas and new ways of creating it. And you're just like, wow, like, I just sometimes feel like I can't keep up with it. I know, I know. And do you think when, once you have your baby, that you'll be sharing that experience then with your audience? Or do you think you'll keep that part of your life private? Or have you thought even about it yet? I've thought about it a little bit and that I think at the beginning when I just take a little break once you arrive, once, you know, 
uh, once she she's here or whenever when birth happens, I'm definitely not going to be on Instagram. No. Take a little step back. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit unknown. I'm really going to see how I feel. Yeah. But I think I would like to continue to kind of talk about how I found the experience of... Definitely. ..birth and becoming a mum when I'm ready. But whether she will feature or not, I'm still not sure. Mm. But if she does, it definitely won't be for a while. Yeah. I think, yeah. well, you know, we'll just yeah. we'll see. I just really want to enjoy that time. Yeah, exactly. Bonding with her and stuff at the beginning, and I don't want to be feeling the pressure to... I know. And your audience, of course, is going to want to see so much of that, that side of your life. So it's. I think it will be a challenge to not have her on Instagram at all because yeah. I'm just going to think she's the cutest thing ever on it. <laughs> like I know. Outfits and I know. <laughs> I've got, I've, I follow other, other mums who show bits of their children on Instagram but without showing them right up close in the camera. Yes. And I think there's different ways... Cleverly. ..of doing it, and you can do it in a really clever way. So you're still kind of letting people into your life, but you're also holding it back a little bit. Snippets. And I think that balance in the middle is something that I'm hoping I can I can find. Yeah, you will. You're a pro. <laughs> I just got to see what feels right. Yeah, of course, yeah. But, like, there's moments, like you said, like, of the cutest pairs of shoes, you're probably going to want to... I mean, I'm definitely going to be sharing her ever. outfits. Whether she's going to be in them or not, I'm not sure. But <laughs> the, the outfits, I'm so excited about already. I've got a... I can't believe her closet already. She's I'm just an, shocked at those dresses. She has got an amazing wardrobe already, and I haven't even had my baby shower yet. So cute. So do you think her closet is going to be bulging? Like, it's going to be, like, the most incredible baby wardrobe She's going to have a London. better wardrobe than me. Yeah, for yeah. sure. She's going to have more clothes than me. <laughs> But it's it's nice. I want her to have things that she like that she feels good in. <laughs> like, is she gonna know? She's not gonna know. Yeah. Well, I just want her to have like nice quality things. But I think yeah. there's lots of websites that I've seen as well now where you can get secondhand baby clothes. Yeah. Because they grow so quickly, so it's not like you can get something and keep <laughs> it and think, oh, she's going to wear that loads. No, Because no. they grow out of stuff it's so fast. It's scary how fast they grow. And I am conscious of, you know, the sustainable angle. Mm. And I think a lot of friends who have um, have got babies that are slightly older, you know, they've, they've already started passing things on to me. And I think that's something I want to then do to other friends or, you know, to a family member or whatever it's it such is. A lovely to definitely, thing. like, recycle. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I inherited Gross a box toys, books. of, like, and I inherited, I think, three boxes of the most incredible baby clothes from my friend. Yeah. And she inherited, like, and a lot of the, those clothes were either gifted to her, she bought, or were from her friend. Yeah. And now I've passed that on to somebody yeah, else. Like and it's so lovely. It yeah. And then you feel really happy about it. Exactly. Because like, you want, if you, you know, these clothes are like really gorgeous and beautiful and they've got yeah. like a nice memory and you want them to go and someone else to enjoy them. Yeah. You don't want them just to end up in a landfill. Certain pieces you will keep. You'll be like, no, I just can't yes. part with that. That they were our first pair of shoes. Definitely. Or, yeah. And what kind of values do you want to share or teach your daughter as she is growing up? What would you like to? What are the main things you'd like to teach her? Wow, I'm like I haven't really thought about it yet. Main things I would I just I guess just family values. You know that family time. Yeah. Sitting down like we did as a family having meals together mm-hmm. you know that's very important to me um you know just talking you know having good communication being open you know sharing things and yeah. just you know and being open being and open yeah definitely her. communicating and i have such a great relationship with my parents yeah 
um, who are still married and just the most amazing people. Yeah, your mom's beautiful. And my grandparents. So I really, you know, want to her to pass that on to her, and I really hope she kind of really enjoys like cooking, you know, like as much yeah. as I do. And I would, I, like, I my mum taught me how to cook and really installed like such a love of food in me. And I hope I can pass that on to her as well. And it's something we can enjoy doing together. Quality time. Yeah, spending quality time mm -hmm. and just kindness, you know, just teaching her also just to like love herself and accept herself mm -hmm. and to express herself how she wants to. Exactly. And social media, especially with oh, little ones. It, does it scare you? That's, Definitely. I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Well, you know, it just wasn't around mm -hmm. when I know. when I was me a child. Neither. So, you know, I didn't even have a phone till I was about 12. And even then it was like, you know, a Nokia that you could play Snake yeah. on. So it does scare me just that, you know, ch children's safety. Mm. There's a lot of scary people out there. Yeah. So I think <laughs> she's not going to have... I don't want her to have a phone for as long as possible. <laughs> also, I didn't grow up with kind of Game Boys or Playstations or any mm. of those things. I wasn't allowed them. Yeah. And I, I kind of... I don't, want, I don't want her to have them either. And, you know, very much like... No. I'm not going to be like, you can't watch TV, but... It's got to be, you know, certain times and... Mm -hmm. Like, I say this now. Well, I know, <laughs> I'm but... I'm sure when I'm but you're really... an absolute nightmare, <laughs> I'm going to be like, here, have the iPad if it just makes you calm down. And I know everyone says that, like, they're not, they're not going to let their children have too much screen time, but... I know. I really but, want her to enjoy books and mm. painting and reading and, you know, not just everything on a screen. Yeah, and being creative and being like you outside, are. being outside, being outdoors. Yeah. Doing her mood boards and her vision boards yeah. and... Just tapping into her creativity is so important. And playing and getting just, fresh exactly, air. Just playing. I think playing outside. Yeah. Having a love for the outdoors, which yeah, simple things. I had as a child just growing up in the countryside. Mm. You know, taking her to a farm. Like, obviously, I didn't grow up in London, but I don't want her to, to grow up in London not understanding, like, where her meat or, like, where her food comes from. Yeah. Would you have, yeah. like, big dinner parties and cook and...? I mean, I, I'm, we're not... We don't tend. We wouldn't have like a dinner party every week, not like that social, but maybe a couple a year, and it's something that I love to do. Like I love hosting, I love the the experience from the just planning what to make to the you know it sounds sick, crazy. Even the food shopping I enjoy, like sourcing the ingredients, going to like the butcher and getting the best cut of meat because it's like special and you want to like make something you know that you wouldn't make every day. And Great. So sourcing out that recipe that's gonna really be a people pleaser. Doing the cooking I enjoy and then like seeing people enjoy it just gives me the biggest pleasure as well. And what would you consider to be like a big luxury in the home? That's definitely something. The fresh flowers I think is so, so lovely That's to have. That's a good one. Yeah, fresh flowers. They just make you feel good. Yeah. They just, they just I think they're just really good like for your like mental health. Mm -hmm. Some fresh flowers. Um, really good quality sheets, bedding. Yeah. Definitely. Especially like in the master bedroom, like I don't care so much about the spare room. No, me too. It's like, but for the master bedroom, like really good quality Egyptian mm -hmm. cotton, really high thread count, as high as you can afford. Big time. Because it, your sleep is so important and yeah. that sleep experience is really about your mattress, your, you know, your bed obviously, but your mattress, your, your sheets, your pillows, your duvet, and of course, like duvet cover, like it's all... Well, you spent so much of your life, probably the majority of your life, 
half your the, life. Half your life in yeah. your bed. Like it should be just the ultimate experience. Definitely. How would you describe home? What, is, home what does is it mean just, to you? Home is a safe place. Home is refuge. Home is where you can hide away from the world and just be yourself. Just, it's definitely like a kind of calm, safe, happy place. I'm definitely, I'm a very homey kind of homemaker. Like I used to love playing it. Another thing I used to love doing was playing at house, you know, having a play a playhouse and cooking and making it nice. And really? Yeah. So I've just always wanted to have a home and make it a home since I was a child. You're a super nester. So I'm like, I'm literally in heaven right now. This is the ultimate nesting time. It is. Because, yeah, that is just, I think I'm just a homey person. And definitely since I've got older, like, I just really appreciate that quiet time at home. Like, I love nothing more than just, than than a night in. Light the fire. with, with, With candles lit. A glass of wine, or currently a hot chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, some ice cream, and you know, Netflix. Like having a lovely dinner in the kitchen, and then ending the evening watching Netflix in the sitting room, and having a nice bath, and going to bed. I know. That's what I'm going to do this evening. Exactly. <laughs> and how do you see yourself, Millie, in twenty years from now? How do you see your, yourself living your best life? Oh, twenty years from now. Who knows? Um, that's, it's weird to think 20 years from now that my daughter is going to be... I know. 20. She won't be running around anymore. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I can't think that far ahead. She's going to be like, I'm moving to Fulham and moving in with my three friends. And Oh, I can't bear it. My daughter will be I'm, moving out. I know. Oh, no, I can't think about 20. <laughs> um, well, I'll be getting my life back. Yeah, you'll be travelling again. Be, I'll, be, I'll be getting my home back as yeah, mine. Yeah. I'll be... Yeah, maybe I'll go off and do a bit more travelling because yeah. that will probably be the Over time when, again. When, when the kids have like moved out. Yeah, um, I think I'd love to have. I'd love to live somewhere by the sea, or you know, in the countryside, or both. Who knows? <laughs> Millie, uh, here's just a few questions. Quick round fire questions. Okay. Ready? Okay. Bath or shower? Bath. Bedside, are you on the left or the right? Left. Um, when you're getting dressed, is it first your bra on or your underwear? Underwear. Uh, cat or dog? Dog. Red or white wine? Red wine. Taxi or walk? Taxi. <laughs> Especially now, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a big walker. Uh, home or abroad? Mm, home. Eat in or take out? Eat in. Texting or talking? Talking. Kanye or Donald Trump? Kanye. <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> and who do you think is going to be the better diaper changer, you or Hugo, at changing diapers? I think Hugo. Yeah. He's He's got, like, younger brothers and sisters, so I think he'll be... I mean, I will do it more, just typically, because he's going to be at work. Yeah. More, And I'm going to be the one <laughs> more in the day. <laughs> But I think he'll he'll be very quick at it because yeah. people, you know, Crafty, really want to get it done. Yeah, changer. Yeah, he'll have it like locked down under ten seconds yeah. or something. Well, thank you so much, Millie, for spending the time and chatting to us today. Oh well, thank you so much for everything and with the all your help with the house and it's just turned out amazing. I'm so so happy. You're welcome. Love working with you oh, and I love thank you chatting all things with you, especially. Now we can chat babies. We can chat babies. And you've given me such good advice, so... Well, you know where I am. 
Always at the end of the phone. Thank you, <laughs> Always darling. at the end of the phone. Thank you, Millie. Best of luck with your baby. 